in a series here that we've been going through for a few weeks. Uh, we're talking about a little bit of wisdom because you know why? A little bit of wisdom does what? It goes a long way, right? A little bit of wisdom goes a long way. And so we've been primarily uh, looking at the book of Proverbs plus some other stuff. And that's where we're going to be at today if you've got your YouVersion Bible app, if you want to uh, hop on. Or I'd also encourage you uh, on the connection cards, the paper versions that are in the seat in front of you. On the back of that there, there's a little notes section if you're into taking notes. Uh, I've got some uh, quite a bit of a scripture that I'm going to give you today. Uh, we're going to kind of go through it somewhat quick, and that way you can, if you miss something, you can jot something down there and take a look. Uh, but I've been showing you some different pictures uh, every week because I think that every once in a while we need to remind, we need a little bit of wisdom. Like this guy here, he thought at some point in time that he, his buddy bet him. He says, I bet you you can't get in that like little squiggly bar thing. He says, you want to bet? I can absolutely do it. He never thought, though, about once he gets in, how was he going to get out? And this is about the time I would be calling, get the Sawzall. Come on, let's, we're going we're gonna to just cut this thing out. These kids didn't need this pole anyway on this playground here. So, so we got this one. I think we got one, or, one more. This is uh, when you don't have enough money. You need the new fridge, but you don't have enough money to, to, to spring for delivery. And so when that happens, sometimes you just say, you know what, we've got a car uh, I bet the roof will hold it, uh, and I, I would have loved to have been there at the store to see him throw it up on the top of that, too. It would have been, it would have been awesome. Uh, and now here, I'm not sure if this is real or not, but let me tell you, this is not, if, if listen, if you're in construction at all, you're going to realize this is not OSHA approved, okay? This is, this is not uh, for, for real about, listen, uh, if you like your friends, even if you don't like your friends, okay, don't use them as sawhorses. Like, there's nothing good that comes out of this. And I hate to say this, but this is the second week in a row I've shown you pictures, and you will notice all of the situations were all men, okay? So, guys, I'm sorry. I'm looking across the Internet. I'm scouring the Internet for these images, and all I find is men doing really dumb stuff. So I'm, I'm sure, ladies, you do it at some point, but maybe you're just smart enough not to take pictures of it. You know, I don't, I don't know. You know, uh, guys, we, we do. But here's what uh, the book of Proverbs says in uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 7. It says that wisdom is supreme, and therefore, what should we do? We should get wisdom, right? Get wisdom, right? It'll cost all that you have to get the understanding, but it is really important. And as we've been going through Proverbs here, taking a look at some of the different things that Proverbs kind of talks on and teaches with, you know, you're going to find if you read Proverbs, the first couple chapters, uh, basically up to chapter 9, is kind of the instruction trying to tell you, hey, this is why you need wisdom. This is why you should want to, to have this, and this is why you should turn to God. And, 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 and around chapter 10 is kind of where it starts switching gears a little bit, and you get a lot of these awesome, like, uh, one-verse scriptures that just kind of, like, drop can drop a bomb on you of knowledge sometimes. And, and, and so, you know, for us, we're, we're going to take a look today at one of the things that Proverbs and the Bible specifically talks about a lot. Now, you know that, that the Bible that the Bible really talks about a lot of different things, right? And so if we're going to take words of the Bible and we kind of take a look and see, like, like how many times, you, how many of you believe the word believe is probably a good word to be in the Bible, right? And we find that believe is in there. It's about 272 times. You're like, okay, that's, that's admirable. Uh, how about pray? We all know that we're supposed to pray. Well, that's 371 times. And, of course, we all know that we're supposed to love, right? So love's got to be in there a lot, right? Love is in 714 times. And then, but, but, but giving or generosity, though, is in here a whopping 200 or 2,000. 
161 times throughout Scripture. So just by uh, kind of taking a, an obvious look here, that probably means that like generosity and giving should be a, a pretty big part of our lives, right? Just by virtue of the fact that it's talked about a lot in Scripture. And so today, we're actually uh, going to spend some time on that. Now, some of you are already like, Pastor Curtis, don't you have a whole message about giving? You know what I mean? Like, I am not down for that, okay? And I get that. In fact, if you've been coming to Discover Church for any length of time, you realize that I don't do the whole shakedown. I'm not going to stand up here for 15 minutes to collect offering or something, nothing like that. That's not how we roll. And the reason I do that is because I think that if I could kind of help uh, adequately explain to you or help you experience and, and kind of show you and lead you into what God is trying to tell you through some of these scriptures, all these scriptures, that you're going to see that it's a, a key part to your life and to my life. And it's something that we should really uh, have as uh, fundamental things that we're dealing with, that we deal with in our own lives, right? It should be a fundamental part. And, and now here at Discover Church, you guys, if you're part of D.C., D.C. is already a generous church, man. You guys are awesome. You do an incredible thing every single week when you give. But today, we're just going to take a look here through the book of Proverbs to see, you know, what is it that if we have a generous lifestyle, what are some things that we're promised? What are some things that we should expect? And, and what are some things, if you are a generous person, what, what is it that it's going to end up yielding in your own life? And so here's what uh, Proverbs 11.24 says. This is out of the message. It says that the world of the, uh, of the generous actually gets larger and larger. But it also says that the world of the stingy, you know what happens? It gets smaller, and it gets smaller, and it gets smaller, right? In fact, I actually told Amy, when I, I don't really, I, I always have a trouble every week, like, titling the message. Uh, it kind of feels weird. Sometimes a lot of pastors tell you, well, the title of today's message is why. I would hope you figure that out by listening to the message, right? And I told Amy, she's like, well, what's, what's kind of like the title, you know, for YouTube and for online? And I was like, I, I don't know. I mean, there's this scripture that's, you know, the, the world of the generous. She's like, we can't call it that. Like, that's stupid. I'm not, we're going to call it something else. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But we find that the world of the generous it gets bigger and bigger, and, and the one uh, uh, of the small, it gets smaller, and it gets smaller. And so for me, you know, I, I'm going to take a look here as we do through some of the verses through Proverbs and even through uh, some other scripture to see what it says. One of the things, though, that you're going to note if you spent any time reading God's Word and you get into these verses about generosity and giving and what we're supposed to do, right, how this is supposed to play out, one of the things that you're going to note is that there's not a lot of verses, there are some verses, but there's not a lot of verses that are trying to explain to you all the reasons that you should give based off of the, the need of the other person. You know, there are some, but, but there, there's not a lot of like, oh, well, hey, there's, there's broken and hurting and hungry, so go do, you know, go do something. There are some of those verses, but a lot of times what you're going to find, the majority of the verses that deal with giving actually kind of flip the script, and they say that, you know, if you give, this is what will happen to you. If you give, this is what you can expect. This is what is on the other side of what God is trying to show you because uh, it, giving, again, is kind of that, needs to be that fundamental part of our baseline, part of the, part of the foundation of who you and I are, and, and even other people have figured this out. In fact, I found a great quote uh, from Simone de Beauvoir, I don't even know how to say it. It's in French, okay? I, I tried to practice it, but my Sussex County just can't handle French, okay? I just can't, you know? 
Anyway, she's a French writer. It's a woman. He, she was a French writer, an intellectualist. An, an intellectualist. See, I can't even speak. But, but what you're going to find is she was also an atheist. So she didn't believe in God. She didn't, you know, Christianity, religion, any of that, right? But here's what she actually said about it. She says, what I consider to be true generosity is when you give your all, but yet you always feel as if it costs you nothing. And I was like, man, that, that's really good. Because isn't it funny how you don't even have to believe in God, but yet you know that there's something to the generous lifestyle. There's something to it that even when you give and when you experience that, all of a sudden you, you realize, like, it doesn't really feel like it. It doesn't really feel like, you know, you don't feel like you've lost anything. And so here at Discover Church, listen, we want everybody. We have some, some core fundamentals to what we hope for each and every person. We want you to know God. We want you to find freedom. We want you to discover your purpose, and we want you to make a difference. And so today, really, as we talk about generosity, we're really talking about that fourth key component, right, the make a difference portion here. And, and, and I think that generosity, when we experience that in our lives, it really allows us uh, to kind of have a, a fundamental understanding of who God is and who God wants us to be. You know, it, it's kind of built into our DNA. So, so let's take a look here. So if, if you're a generous person, what should you expect? And I think here's the first one that you can expect today is that the generous, the generous are happy people. I don't know if you've been around like people that are really generous, but man, generous people, are ha they're happy people. Have you ever had the opportunity, not for like a birthday or nothing like that, but have you ever had the opportunity to just give like a little kid a gift that they totally weren't expected? And, you know, all of a sudden, they're just, like, <gasps> you know what I mean? Like, they just, like, experience this joy. And you, even though it, it cost you something, even though you got a little bit of time and investment into it, what, is it, what does it bring to you? It brings you this joy, right, this satisfaction that kind of sets inside. And, and here's the amazing thing is God actually designed you that way so that you would enjoy that. Like, it's, it's part of the kind of the culture, the DNA of how God created you. And it says this in the book of Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, it says that the generous are actually going to prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves actually be refreshed. And I was like, that doesn't, a lot of these scriptures, they, they don't make sense, but you're like, no, 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 because you got to give, so that means it feels like it, it should kind of leave a piece out of you. No, 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 that's not what God says. And, and in, in, in 21, uh, verse 26, chapter 21, verse 26, here's what it says also. It says that some people are always greedy for more. You've probably experienced that. Maybe you've had moments in your time when you, you were that person, right? You always wanted the more. But it says, but the godly, what do they do? They love to give. They love to give. And, and listen, obviously when you give here to Discover Church, you do great things. In, in fact, this week, you don't know it, but you're giving help to reach out. We have some Little League teams that we sponsor, and we just love showing up randomly at their games and giving them stuff and just hanging out with them and getting to meet the coaches and, and parents and staff. It's funny. We showed up to one of our uh, Georgetown teams. It was a Little League team, uh, they, and they happened to be playing uh, Hal and Manny Carmine's team. And we're like, hey, like we're, we already have half the church here. Like, let's go. Let's, let's, let's do something. You know, it, it's one of those ones where where it's an awesome experience. You also don't realize this because, you know, it, it's sometimes you don't always get to hear all the stories. But you, you don't know that last week it was so cool after service was over, we had kids telling parents and grandparents, and, and these, these stories are awesome, right? They'd be like, 
you know, mom, dad, or mama, pop up. I don't, I don't, can we make sure we don't miss church anymore? Because this place is awesome. And they're coming out, and they're jacked up on candy. It's awesome. My wife's back there. She, if your kids are back there, you're going to get jacked up on candy. It's going to be good. But it's so awesome because, you know, one of our fundamental things of who we are as a church is we want to make sure that Sunday is the favorite day of the week. We want to make sure that your kids aren't like, oh, man, do we have to go today? No, no. We were like, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be good. You also, you know, we have great things happening in the big C, the church around us, not just in our church, but in other churches, and, and your giving actually makes an impact in that. In fact, on the eastern shore, there's a small church that's on an island, okay, like over over on in Maryland, okay, we, we love the Maryland people too, I was going to say, we got some Maryland people watching along, we love you too, Maryland people, okay, and over in, in Maryland, right, uh, there's this small church, really tight budget just because they don't have a lot of people there because, again, they're on an island. There's not many people there, right? And, and so, but this church has done an incredible job uh, uh, reaching out to their community, and they have picked up a, a, a very decent-sized uh, Hispanic congregation size part of the, as part of their English congregation, right? So we've got English, and so on Sunday, uh, the pastor, he stands up and he delivers his message, and because they've got enough uh, Spanish-speaking people, they have to have a person that stands up and translates it back and forth, and we said, man, listen, how, what if we blessed you guys so that way, you know, because if you've never been part of a service like that, it's long because everything I say, then they have to get translated, and then I say some more, and it gets translated. So we said, listen, why don't we bless you guys, and we just give you translators. Like, so everybody can have their own personal in-ear translator, and that person that translates for them can speak, and then service is going to flow. Everybody's going to understand it more. So your generosity is right now reaching out and is sending translators so people that are speaking English and speaking Spanish can hear the gospel and be better together as a community. That's awesome, and you guys are making a huge, huge part in doing that, right? Generosity makes us happy. The second one we find here is this, is that the generous are compassionate. You're going to find that if, if you have a generous uh, nature about you, that you're going to find you, you tend to have a softer heart. That, you know, when you actually hear about people who haven't heard the gospel, who don't know who Jesus is, that all of a sudden, you know, that, that kind of hurts the heart a little bit. So now you, you want to do something about it. Just like when we sponsor our, our checking challenge for the month, you know, we're reaching people in Myanmar. It, you want to do something about it. And, and here's what it says in Proverbs chapter 27, or 29, verse 7. It says that the righteous, they care about justice for the poor. It says, but the wicked, you know what, they have no such concern. So we have to care. We have to have a heart to care. It's part of our generosity, part of the, part of the nature. In fact, I, I want to encourage you, if you can, if you got a pen, you got your, I know you all got your phone. I want to encourage you right now, if you don't have your phone out, Get on your phone and go to August 28th, Saturday, August 28th, and block that date off. Don't go on a trip. I know you all love to camp. Don't be camping that weekend. Or if you do, make sure it's in Sussex County. Uh, but, but listen, listen. on, on Saturday the 28th, we're going to go out and we're going to just serve our community. It's our annual serve day. It's going to be awesome. Last, uh, last year, man, we had... I don't even know. We had like 50 or 60-some-odd people show up. We were in three different locations uh, throughout the county, and I think it's only going to get better this year as we're working on developing all those projects. It's going to be awesome. In Proverbs 21, 13, though, it says this. It says that if a man shuts his ears to the, to the cry of the poor, then you know what? He, too, is going to cry out, and he's not going to be answered. 
So we have to recognize here, we have to recognize that, that God is looking to us as his sons and his daughters. And if you're here today, I want to let you know, if even if you don't call Jesus Savior, he, he's, 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 he's tugging on your heart because he's saying, listen, I, I want to have you to have the fullness of everything I have for you in your life. So, so listen to this idea, this thought of generosity. So we have the generous are happy. We have the generous are compassionate. The third one is, is the generous are blessed. Now look, I know some of you have already, like, all I have to do is say the generous are blessed. And all of a sudden people will be like, Pastor Curtis, don't you start into that prosperity gospel stuff. Because this is, can get us into tricky stuff, right? Because sometimes we get some pastors, especially uh, maybe if you ever get a chance, you, you turn on the TV and you get to tell evangelists and be like, you know, you send us $10 and the Lord's going to bless you. And, you, you know, you're going to get checks in the mail. Check. We're praying for checks in the mail, you know. Now, look. So, houses and cars and planes and, and helicopters. Come on, if you get a plane, you got to have a helicopter because sometimes you don't have a runway. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but, but what we find here, right, is that, is that God actually does say, though, that if you're generous, that you're going to be blessed. Now, he doesn't say that anything about checks in the mail. He doesn't tell you you're going to win Publishers Clearinghouse. Okay, he doesn't say that when you buy that scratch off, you scratch the right, the right ones, you're going to get. It doesn't say anything about that. In fact, I think so often we associate blessings with money. I don't know what it is about us. Like, we just want more money, so we figure, well, blessings must mean money, right? That'll make us happy. No, no, it, it, blessings could be on, on lots of other areas and lots of other avenues, and I, and I think that we see that in our lives when we, when we experience this. But the goal here is that God is not trying to bless you just because, you know, you, you, he just wants to come up and smush those cheese. Oh, I just want to bless you so much. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not why God is trying to do this. God says, no, 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 I'm not just going to bless you just because I want you to sit back and enjoy it. No, he says, I'm going to bless you because I want you to be more of a blessing to other people. So he's going to, he's actually blessing you because he wants you to extend that out to others, not hold on to it. And we find in, uh, in, in Proverbs 22, 9 here, it says that blessed are those who are generous uh, because guess what? They're going to be the ones that are feeding the poor. And, and in chapter 28, verse 27, it says whoever gives to the poor, what are they going to lack? Come on, read with me. What are they going to lack? Nothing. That's right. They're going to lack nothing. You know, but those who close their eyes uh, to the poverty are going to be crushed. And here's my fourth one. Curse, not crushed. Thank you. Thank you, TJ. Make sure I, oh man, we don't want to curse. No. TJ, keep me straight. Make sure I'm reading it right. All right. And the, the, the fourth one is this, is that the generous, they're going to be rewarded. The generous are actually going to get rewarded you know, and, and when we say this again, sometimes we want to think that when God is talking about the reward here, we think that that is happening right now where you live, you know, what's going on in your life right now that we're going to be right. And sometimes that, that is the case. But really, I want us to think that, that there's an eternal element to this. So often we think that what's going to happen in our own lifespan, but there, there's an internal element because I don't know if you realize this, but one day you and I, we're going to get to stand before God. And, and, and I don't know if you're like me, but when you get to that moment where you stand before God, I, I actually want to hear the words, good job, well done, you did it. 
You know, you live in a blessed place. You live in Sussex County. This is God's country, people. You live in the United States of America, right? You live in, in an incredible time, right? And so I want to make sure for, for myself, I want to make sure that for my family, that I want to make sure that I don't squander the gift and the abilities that God has given me. And, man, I want to make sure that you don't have that either because, again, you're going to stand before God one day and you have to figure out if, if, if you know, what is he going to say, is he going to say, man, you know, you went out and you had to buy this and you had to buy that and you, 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 you wasted your time on this and this and this and I, all the opportunities that you had, all the abilities that you could have done and what you, where you could have served. I truly have never met, and I mean, listen, I, I've, I, I'm not that old, but I, I've met a lot of people. I have never, ever met a generous person who's regretted it. Never. Even when their generosity was kind of used in a way they didn't want it to be used or it maybe had been. I've never met a generous person who says, man, I, I shouldn't have done that. Now, we find here, I want to make sure that we're clear about this. We're going to find that, guess what, you and I, we can't, you can't serve enough. You can't give enough to get to heaven. That's only through Jesus, right? So that's not what I'm talking about. This is not like a works or giving-based faith. That, that doesn't happen. But we do find in Scripture that there's actually going to be a judgment at the end and, and where Jesus is actually going to take, we say judgment, but really I, I think it's more like an award ceremony is how we should think about it. Because the award ceremony is going to be like, and Jesus is going to be like there, and be like, yes, you did it, and man, look, you did this, and, and here's what you get, and, and man, you guys over here, you did this, and it's going to be awesome, and it's more like an award ceremony in heaven where, where God is just going to start blessing his people because of all that they did when they were alive on earth. And, and, and here's what it says, and, and I want to give you these, and these are really important, I think, out of all the scripture we've talked about. But here's what it says in Proverbs 19 verse 17. I want you to hold on to this because here's what it says. If you help the poor, what does it say? You are what? Lending to the Lord. Isn't that kind of weird? That's weird language, isn't it? It's weird to lend something to God because there's other scripture that says he owns everything. He owns the cattle on a thousand hill and all this other stuff. So you're like, you're like so wait a second. You're, you're saying that when I'm generous, I'm actually depositing something. I'm lending something to God for him to hold on to. And the awesome thing about that is it says there that guess what? What's he going to do? He's going to repay you. He, he repays his debts, and he's going to repay you. And I can promise you that you're going to find that when your generosity, when, when you actually sow that in, and you're kind of putting that in, in, the, in the bank of God Almighty, then what you're going to find is that's better than any FDIC-insured money that you can ever. It's better than any CD interest rate that you're ever going to find. I don't care if it's online, local. It doesn't matter. There's nothing like it because you, what, what happens, God says he's going to repay you. I love it also, it says in the book of Revelation, this is Jesus talking about when he comes back. And in Revelation 22, verse 12, it says that, look, I'm coming again soon. But what I'm going to do, look, I'm coming, but what I'm so excited about is that I'm actually going to bring the reward with me to repay all the people according to their deeds. That's awesome, isn't it, to think? Well, I guess it's awesome if you're living a generous life. If it's not, maybe it's not so awesome. But it, it's, it's amazing to think. So the question that I have for you and for me then today, how then, how do we live a generous life? And one of the things that 
I so often think of, whether it's in, in your generosity, again, maybe it's you know, different areas, but you ever been out to a place and had like a pond where there's no waves and, and the water is just like totally smooth? It just looks like glass, totally flat. And what do you do? You always got to find a rock, right? You always got to throw something in it, right? We're just, we're just naturally in tune. We just have to throw in the rock. But the cool thing is, is when you throw that rock in, I mean, of course, what's the rock do? It just drops to the bottom. You never see it ever again. It's gone. But all of a sudden, what happens? You get some ripples, don't you? And now the, the ripples, one of the things that you find about the ripples is that although it starts at the moment where the rock went in, but where does it go? It just goes on and on, and it overlaps and it overlaps. And that, and, and that one rock, that one little thing that you did, all of a sudden is sending ripples out, feet and feet and feet further away from where that happened. And, and to me, that's one of the things I think that we have to really understand is that when you actually embrace the idea and the notion of having a generous life, it's like you have that rock, and so when you're, you're gone, whether you're gone from this earth or whether it's while you're at work and you, you invest in the people that you work with or whether it's your children that you're investing in, your grandchildren, that, that guess what? When you're gone, when you're not there, when you're not around, there's ripple effects. And, man, those ripple effects, you don't fully understand all of what that ripple effect can do. I, I truly think that that's one of the awesome things when you get to heaven. You're going to get a chance to see a little bit of a bigger picture that maybe you planted a seed here, maybe you served here, maybe you did this, and then all of a sudden other people built on top of that, and you see other lives change. There's such incredible stories uh, of uh, like evangelist Billy Graham, right? Billy Graham, uh, just incredible stories about how he just went, this small country preacher uh, that, that was preaching revival, Saved Billy Graham and, and had no idea, never in his world could have ever imagined that because of the impact that he had, that just presenting the gospel to somebody, that guess what? Billy Graham goes on on crusades around the world and thousands and thousands and thousands of people are changed and changes, uh, and changes the church as we know it. The same thing happens even today around us. We have to recognize that there's the, the ripple effect. Psalms 112 verse 9 says this. They share freely, they give freely to those in need. It says that their good deeds are going to be remembered where? Forever. Because guess what? They will have influence and they're going to have honor. I want to remind you again, if you want to have a generous life, you might be saying today, I don't have the bank account for a generous life, Pastor Curtis. A generous life is not just about money. Money certainly pay, plays a piece of it, but it's not the only thing that God is talking about. I want to give you a few ways here. You know, it, actually, well, here, here's 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians says this. I love this verse. 2 Corinthians 9-11. It says that you're going to be made rich, and say it with me. What does it say? You're going to be made rich in every way. You guys are falling off here. You're sleeping on me or something. So that so that you can be generous in what? What's it say here again? In every occasion. Every way, every occasion. So it's one of those ones. It's not a this or that, but your generosity, it says, will result in thanksgiving to God. Generosity can come in the form of, way, in, in the form of encouragement. 
Generosity can come in the way of joy and, and, and fulfillment. It, it comes in so many ways. It's not just about how much money you have in your pocket or what you're going to do with it. But I think that there are a few ways here, and, and I'm going to do this as we get ready to wrap up. A few ways to be generous, and, and, and the first one is this, is your time. I don't know about you, but I've kind of reached the place in my life where money isn't necessarily, not, not, don't think I'm a millionaire, I'm not, okay? Money isn't necessarily my problem right now. Time is my problem. Time is my more precious commodity because I, I fill my schedule up with so much stuff sometimes that all of a sudden I, I'm, I'm running, running thin. And, and so we have to recognize that time for, for some people, you, can, you know, there's, I know a lot of people that will write out a check, multiple digit checks. They'll write a check out and give in a heartbeat. But boy, when it comes down to it, they're not being generous with their time. In, in, in fact, I, I want to take just a second right now. Can we, I know we got people like, can you open those doors up for me for just a second? Because here's what I want to let you know. I want to let you know that every week that you show up and every week that you sit in here, we have a team of people that help to teach your kids whether grandkids, wh whoever it is, that are teaching the little ones all the way to the biggest that spend time in researching and efforts and going to the store and making sure they have enough crafts and supplies. You got people that serve in the computer, at, on the, in the computer up there and on the sound and on cameras every week, right, to make this place function that don't get a lot of, of glory and praise and honor. So I want to ask you if you would, okay, and it's going, I want you to get loud, okay, I want you to get loud. Like you were like maybe here for worship, I want you to get like up here. I want you to get loud. I want you to, to act like the Orioles just won the World Series. Praise Jesus, the day's going to come, okay? Uh, come on. Come on. We're prophesying now. No, no, so, so, no. But listen, I want you to take a second here, and I want you to get loud because I want them in there. I want all the teachers in there to be like, what is that noise? And I want them to be able to say, that is for you for the time that you take weeks and months out of your time that you take and you invest in our kids. So will you do that? Come on, give it up for all of our kids' ministries. Come on. There you go. That's it. Because, man, they invest time. We got to be generous with our time. The second one here is this, is your talent. Some of you have talent. You don't think you have talent. And if you don't think you have talent, I tell you, you should be coming after service today. We have growth fast track happening today. And you should be coming to that because I want to let you know that you are made with a purpose, for a purpose. God has given you talents to use for his kingdom. And we want to help make sure that we're uh, kind of shed some light and, and, and figure out how that's going to work. But you, you've got talent. In, in, in fact, it, it says in the book of Acts that each of us, have, have been given a grace. And, and, and that word grace, what it actually means, it doesn't mean what you think it means. If you kind of roll that back into what the uh, uh, translation actually means, it actually means you've been given talent. God has given you a talent to do something with. Maybe, look, maybe you don't have my gift because there's a lot of people like Pastor Curtis, I'll do a lot of stuff, but I'm not going to stand up in front of people and say something. That's cool. Maybe that's not you. But guess what? Maybe you have a talent for, for kids' ministry. Maybe you have a talent to outreach to the community. Maybe you have a, a, a talent, Lord, to clean. How many of you know we got to clean this place every week? You know, there's so much that we can do. There's so much abilities that we have, and so often we think so little of ourselves that we feel like we can't do it. So, again, I, 
I encourage you today. We're going to have lunch. It's going to be good. Falls Fest, you can come for lunch. I, I don't care. I'll feed you. Because we, we, we want to make sure that you understand that you have purpose. There, are, there is a purpose to all this. So we've got time. We've got talent. Because I was sticking with the T's, we said you got to touch. Now, 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 now some of you, you, this is where the guys, you, you touch your wife, be like, ooh, I got to touch. You know what I mean? That's not what we're talking about, okay? That's for later. That's for when you get home, the kids go to sleep. That's, 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 a separate, that's a whole separate thing. But you get, listen, you have the ability to touch someone's life. You have the ability to impact someone's life. You don't know this, but whether it's through sending a letter, sending a text, you know, just smiling at somebody. How many of you, how many of you ha- have had like the grumpy waitress or cashier or wherever that you can tell her, their day's just not going that well? And you know what you can do? Just smile at them. They can see your face now in most places. You know what I mean? Smile at them. Let them know that you actually care. Let them know. Sympathize. Sacrifice. Take the opportunity here to have an impact, to touch someone's life. Because again, you don't know that that small thing you don't know where it's going to lead. You say, oh, it's just a smile. What could a smile possibly do? A smile could get that person in a better mood, and then the next person opens the door, and all of a sudden we're talking about, uh, we're talking about God. And then the fourth one, the last one, is treasure. Now listen, I, I could certainly spend time here where I'm going to talk about, where we could talk about giving to the church, but I, that's not what I want to say here with treasure. I want to say with treasure, I, w- I want to say that you have been given something, and you have the ability so often we do not listen to the Holy Spirit when you have that waitress and God speaks to your heart, and what do we do? We just kind of brush it off. But no, 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 you have the treasure to bless that person extra. You have the ability when you see somebody, when you, when you hear of a coworker or a friend that's going through something, that may, maybe, you know, they, they got some, some bad news or some medical stuff that's going on, or, or all of a sudden the bill's coming in. You know, all, all, guess what? You have the ability to say, listen, hey, I, I don't have much, but here, listen, p- put this towards it. So often, though, we, we miss that. We, we don't allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our hearts and our lives. But here's the scripture that I want to leave you with today. Is Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Now this is one, if you've been in church for a while, this is one that always gets read around the time we're going to pass the collection plate. But I want to take this, I want you to look at it in a different way today. Here's what it says. It says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It's going to be poured into your lap. Now, a lot of times we stop there, but the verse doesn't. In fact, what it says, it says here, it says that for with the measure that you use, it's, guess what? It's going to be measured back to you. Here's what I want to do. Frank, I might, Frank, would you, would you mind coming up here, or Tracy, one of the two of you, would you come up here with me? Because I can't hold I can't hold a microphone and do, do all this at the same time. I, w- I want to show you something. Just This is not a magic trick, okay? I, I know that that's what you're thinking of. So, Frank, come up here with me. You didn't know you were going to be on stage today, so thank you. for. This is what happens. When, this is why nobody sits in the front row and be like, Pastor Curtis ain't calling me up front, front. I'm not doing that. So just give me a hand here. Let's let's take, actually, did I, did I seal it? Is that open? Make sure that's open. This is why, men, we can't even work Ziploc bags, okay? 
There we go. Now we're open. So let's Frank. Let's just do this. Let's let's put these uh, let's put these balls. Help me put the. Let's put this in here because you know it's it's easy for us to take this vase and, and so we've got our golf balls here. Thank God my, my son plays a little bit of golf, so thankfully he had all these. I I tried to get marbles, but I lost all my marbles. I, I didn't have any to fill it. True, true story. Okay, true story. I actually, I, my family was making fun of me last night. I walked through, I'm like, I had marbles. I've lost my marbles. And they're like, yes, you have. And a ping pong ball on top. So now here's the question that I have for you. And so we got this vase. Is the vase full? And you're like, yeah, the vase is, the vase is full. But, but here's, here's the other thing that we could do here, Frank. Let's take this one. Let's take this. And without making the stage a beach, let's, let's make, see. Let's see if we can pour this in here, okay? I'll try to hold this and just start. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get our best in here. And so we're, we got all this sand, and of course, what's the sand gonna do? It's gonna fill in. We know it's gonna fill in all around those nooks and crannies. I don't know nooks and crannies. Have you, you, you ever had nooks and crannies before? Yeah, they're they're so good. I was gonna say, gotta love that. So we're filling in here, and what you're gonna find, of course, as we are filling this in is what's the sand do? It, it's just filling in. You didn't know we were doing a science experiment today, did you? It's, it's cool. I was going to say, see, we should, we, should, we should have more of a little interactive thing before. But, uh, next time, we'll set tables up everywhere so everybody can do it. We'll, we'll play. I need, I need more golf balls, though, or, or, or marbles, one or the other, if we're going to do that. So, so we're filling in here. And, of course, it's it's amazing to think that this whole jar is 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 pouring into this thing, isn't it? Because I mean, it was already full. I mean, it, it was already full, but yet here somehow it's like it's like magic. You know, this is the opposite of when you dig a hole and you plant something, and then you got to figure out you run out of dirt, right? You're trying to figure out where all your dirt goes, you know. But but here we go, and so we're filling this in, and as we're filling this in, the real question here, the real question that we have here is, is it full? As he gets this in, and of course, as he gets this in, you're going to say, oh, well, of course, it, it's full. Look, now now all that sand and a little bit of Conaway Road dirt here is filled in, all the little little spots here, and, and, and there, like, it, it's it's got to be full, right? It's full. But I want to do, I want to, I want to do, I want to, I want to do something else. Will you open that here? Because see, we we think that this is full. We put golf balls in it; it's full, and then and then we yeah yeah get that in there, pack that in real good. <laughs> and, and then and then look, but here's the problem, is that we can still pour water in it. Because guess what, it's not full. And now listen, we could take, and, and I meant to have a big pitcher, which would have been even better because we would have spilled water everywhere on top of our sand that we've got spilled everywhere. But we could take this, and, and we could certainly go through it, and we could look at all this and say, okay, well, now it's full. Well, which one was full? See, here, here's what I want you to see about this scripture here. Here's what it says. It says, if you give, it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It's going to be poured into the lap. But here's the part that we miss. The measurement that you use Golf balls, golf balls with sand, golf balls with sand with water. The measurement that you use is what's actually going to be poured out. It's going to be given back to you. 
So the question that I have for you is what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? Now, certainly the answer is you could have the empty vase lifestyle. And it's just, you say generosity, that's cool, but this is not going to be my thing. Do that. But you say, you know, I want to be generous, but, you know, you know, we really want to do this, and we really want to go there, and we want to get this involved, and we want to do that. And, and, and so all of a sudden, what we think we're being generous with is only golf ball generous. It's only kind of feel generous. Some of us, we have to realize. And so every week I've been giving you some little nuggets of wisdom, and, and here's this week's that my life, it isn't valued by how much I achieve. It isn't by how much you accumulate. But really, it's, it's about how much of my life that I actually give away. I've never, ever met a person who's had a generous heart and a generous life that has ever come back to regret it. I've never. I've never seen it. I've never attended funerals before that go, boy, they were... They were such a generous person. They were really, you know what? They were just too generous. That was one of the faults they had. They just gave too much away. It's never happened. So I want to ask, Tracy, if you, you wouldn't mind coming up here with me. I want to ask if you would, would you, would you stand with me this morning? Now, if you're watching online... You got to witness a science experiment. If you're here in person, you got to experience it too. But listen, here today, I want to ask for some interactive participation. Okay, so audience participation. Tell me that you're with me. How many of you would probably just admit, man, I really want a generous lifestyle. I want to live that kind of life. Would anybody admit that? I want that. Like, I know I want that for me. I want it for my family. But how many of you would be bold enough to admit this? How many of you would be bold enough to say, you know what? I struggle with it. Like, sometimes it's not easy. Like, sometimes I feel like I should do something and I don't. I feel like I should serve somewhere and I don't or give something and I don't. You, you know, how many of you would be bold enough? I'll, I'll raise my hand on that one. Because as much as I would love to say that I listen to the Holy Spirit all the time, I'm super generous in the whole nine yards. I still have those moments where I feel like I fall short. I just want to pray. And I, I just want to ask, if you would, would you pray, pray with me? And, and look, I, this is not a repeat after me prayer, okay? This is a prayer where I, I'm going to ask you, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, anything special, but pray in your own words to God, who knows the desires of your heart, who knows that you want to be generous. But he also knows, guess what? He knows the areas that you struggle. He knows it. He's literally just looking for you to fess up to it. He's literally saying, will you just, will you just come on, just fess up to the fact that we, I, I know, I know sometimes you want to be stingy, you want to hold that dollar bill in your pocket. I know that, that you love writing checks out, but you don't want to give up your time. I know that you, you could be serving somewhere, but you're not. Would you just take that moment here? Would you, would you just kind of confess that to God? Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you so very much for who you are. And Father God, we today, we just want to turn, turn it over to you. Father, your word says so much about giving and generosity. Lord, and it's so much about who we become when we do this. What, what you promise us 
if we do this, the life that we live if we do these things. And Father God, I, I just confess today, Lord, that, man, there's sometimes I mess up. I don't do things. I miss the cues. I miss the mark. I don't listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm just about my own business, doing my own thing. And today, Lord, I confess that. I repent of it today. Because, Lord, I, I don't know how many seeds could have been planted along the way that I missed the opportunity on. And today, Father God, I, I pray for us together as we're here that, Lord, you're going to start speaking to people that you're going to start allowing them to recognize, to see, that you're going to take the blinders off a little bit here, Father God. And that, Lord, today, you're going to help us to be the generous people, Father God, that we're instructed to be. Because, Lord, everything that we have is not ours anyway. Lord, it all belongs to you. You're in charge of it all. So, Lord, help us to steward over what you've given us. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to stay with me here for just a second. Because as I was going through the message this week, as I was preparing it, I kind of felt like God dropped something on me. And I was like, God, are you, are you sure you want to do that? I don't know that I... I'm not sure that, I'm not sure how everybody's going to take it. But listen, I, I, I kind of was like, you know, we can't stand here. I can't come up with points in Scripture and talk about being generous without finding some way to kind of lead by example. So listen, this week I called the board members for the church. We talked, talked about something. I told them kind of what God, I felt like God dropped on me. And they were just like, wow, well, let's do it. And they were on board. So what we're going to do is, I think this is the first time I've ever been a part of a church that's done this, okay? So it, maybe if, I, if you think I stole this from somewhere, I, I'm sorry. But we're actually going to come through, and we're going to invest a seed with each person that's here. We're gonna, the teens that uh, are in the back, they're, they're actually working through the same material here. We're going to invest in them. So today, you're going to get ready to be handed a $20 bill. The $20 bill that you're going to get handed today is not for you to go to Chick-fil-A tomorrow, okay? I mean, I know you want some Jesus chicken, but it's okay. But listen, we're investing a $20 bill in you today because I want you to know that we're serious about generosity at Discover Church. We're going to give you a $20 bill this week for you to find someone, whether you're going to pay gas, get, buy gas for somebody, $20 worth of gas, whether you're going to help and you see a mom in a grocery store that looks like she's overwhelmed and she's overdone and you just going to walk up and be like, hey, listen, I, I, just take this and use this for groceries. Whether you buy your coworkers coffee or lunch or whatever it is, we want to invest $20 into you to show that, guess what, we are 100% serious about changing lives. And changing lives, it, it doesn't, you don't have to be a millionaire to do it. It just takes a couple dollars. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a smile. It takes a touch. It just takes a moment out of your life to impact somebody. So they're going to get ready to come through and distribute those out. you got a little card there. And listen, share with us. If you're going to decide today, you're going to say, you know what, today I'm living the generous kind of lifestyle, share with us. What did it do? Now, if you're watching online today, you're like, 
we're giving out money at church. Yes, we are. It's the first time it's ever happened. You actually, they came to church today. They didn't think they were going to get money. They normally give it, but it's the opposite. And, and, and so I want to encourage those of you that are watching online to take this opportunity. No matter where you are in the world, it doesn't matter where. You can make a difference anywhere because guess what? God has planted you there. He's put you there for a purpose. So as they get ready to, to help distribute that out, sing this song with us as we get ready to close. <laughs>